Welcome to CII Podcasts. Hello everyone, my name is Jayant Sriram and I'll be your host for this episode. Welcome to the CII Podcasts. And today's topic for discussion is sustainable futures, sustainable architecture and green initiatives in the building sector. Today we delve into the potential and impact of green buildings in India. Our guest today brings over two decades of experience spearheading initiatives at CII's Indian Green Building Council. We're excited to uncover the journey and milestones. From addressing the accessibility of green building materials to the economic considerations in developing sustainable projects, we navigate the landscape of eco-friendly construction. The role of IGDC's flagship conference, Green Building Congress, where one gets to look, touch, and feel of green products and building materials. We also answer the question, how can sustainable practices in building construction shape the future of India's environmental footprint? Our guest today, Mr. Gurmeet Singh, holds key leadership positions that highlight his impactful presence in the industry. He is the National Chairman of CRI, Indian Green Building Council, and the Managing Director of Rajko Group, a founding member and senior fellow of Indian Green Building Council. Mr. Gurmeet plays a pivotal role in steering the nation towards greener, and more eco-conscious building practices. He was the chairman for India's first ever building rating for green existing building rating system. And under his leadership, India could achieve the 10 billion square feet of green buildings footprint that the country aspires to. His extensive contributions extend to also being the national president of the Indian Plumbing Association for an impressive 27 years. And he has been associated with the I- with IDBC initiatives since its foundation in 2001. Welcome, Gurmeet, to the CII podcast, and thank you so much for making time for us today. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. Right, so we're very excited for the discussion that we have ahead of us. And um, as I mentioned, uh, you bring two decades of experience with uh, IGBC's initiatives. Could you shed some light on this journey for us? Well, it's uh, these two decades or 20 years seem just like yesterday because I remember every event very clearly on how we set up the Indian Green Building Council under CII. Uh, Well, we started in 2001 when we uh, started building the first headquarters of CII IGBC. This is in Gachiboli in Hyderabad, which was launched in 2003 by the then President of India, respected APJ Kalam Saab. And it's been now 22 years beyond uh, 2023 now when the first building came, it's 21 years now. And this journey feels like, as I told you just yesterday, I began my journey in sustainability when Dr. Prem Jain, the chairman of uh, IGBC for 10 years uh, till his death, uh, uh, instigated me and motivated me to join the sustainable uh, sustainability movement of our country. And I was made the co-chair of our first chapter of IGBC in Mumbai. Uh, Later on, uh, I went on to become the chairman of the uh, Mumbai chapter and then uh, recently, about a few years back, the national chair of CII IGBC. So the journey has been from uh, one building of 20,000 square feet uh, constructed, as I told you, in 2003. And now we are over 1,000 crore square feet of green footprint, the largest green building council, not only in India, but by far the second largest green building council in the world out of 70 countries. So there's a lot of work that has taken place over the last few years with the 
maximum ratings that we have because we rate everything that is built the movement from buildings to built environment the transition from rating just standalone buildings to built environment everything that is built so whether it's a transit station a metro rail station or a railway station or hospitality or healthcare or you name it anything that is a green interiors rating a green village rating we even rate villages so it's been a journey satisfying a lot of milestones we have achieved through the journey of course it has every journey has its up and downs in life but this has been a very satisfying journey because the entire potential of igbc is aimed towards making bharat sustainable so we are not for profit making we are not here to uh, just make money we are here to make sure that bharat turns green and you use materials in abundance rather than in depletion look at how we can make india the jagat guru of sustainability in india these are the words of my past chairman dr prem jain and we are following this to make india the jagat guru of india the future of course jain holds uh, uh, challenging times when we are moving towards a net zero transition by net zero i do not mean that you don't consume products or you don't eat your food daily but the fact is that whatever you consume you replenish you rebuild for example renewable energy i'll give you a small example renewable energy you can create your own energy you can create your own water by rain water harvesting or recycling your water so basically whatever we consume we must give back to mother earth i would like to end this answer by pleading to all of you that you cannot keep on depleting or drawing from the womb of your mother unless you replenish that womb replenish the womb otherwise your mother will die and here our mother is our country jain your country my country and our country thank you thank you sir that was a very inspiring message um and you know i really appreciate that answer um if i can move on now to a to a broader question but also the big question um what is the potential of green buildings in india like what is the state right now what is the future hold you know as we move forward in this journey so as you are witnessing and reading in the newspapers that india is going to become the third largest economy in the world with a 5 trillion gdp uh currently we are urbanizing at 6.7% that means to translate it into what you may understand we are building the area of 600 square kilometers or one chicago is being added to the urban landscape every year it is said that we will build one america in the next decade now as we urbanize buildings are responsible for about 40% of the carbon emissions worldwide about 11% comes from materials used in buildings and 28% comes from operational carbon if we do not sensitize the building industry as we have a surge in infrastructure projects for example we are now building 36 kilometers of roads every day the target is to take this to 50 kilometers the national highway authority of india under uh, honorable nitin gadkari ji currently of course there are elections to take place now in a few months but uh, if you look at the roads infrastructure that we are adding you see when you build a road from a city to a city let's say delhi to jaipur then the villages in between after a few years become towns the town become cities the city become urban centers you see they keep on expanding investments take place if you look at mumbai now panvel is become very expensive panvel was 
a small town earlier now it's become a big city it has its own municipal corporation so same way as we urbanize as our infrastructure improves and increases we need to make sure that the demand for sustainable and environmentally friendly solutions is there that means every building that we build two third of india is still to be built and every building that has to be built must be certified green what you can measure you can monitor if you don't measure if you don't weigh yourself every morning after 7 days of attending a marriage you'll find oh my weight has gone up by 3 kilos you have to measure and you can then monitor so it's very very important that we should not limit ourselves just by saying we are green i have seen lot of developers show me a 5 lakh square feet garden and say oh we are green green is not only about greenery green is about sustainable materials being used in buildings creating health and well-being living spaces you know a green building enhances your health parameters by 15 to 20% a green building uh, for example an it building uh, infosys or mahindra uh, tech or i don't want to take names but they have reported 15 to 20% increase in productivity levels because the building is green there is less carbon there is less fatigue factor so the potential of green buildings is huge as i say that india two third of india is still to be built so you can imagine what the potential is we are only at 10 billion square feet target is 50 billion square feet when india turns young now 20, 20 years it took us to reach 10 billion but when india turns young at 2047 okay that's that's now not very far we are already in 2024 23 years to go and in 23 years we have to reach from 10 billion 1000 crore square feet to 50 billion 5000 crore square feet so you can imagine from 1000 crore to 5000 crore the potential is massive what we have achieved is only 20% of that target so i think we are sitting on a i mean we can either have india to be environment friendly and sustainable because the building in, because the construction industry is responsible i repeat for 40% of the carbon emissions or we can have india to be sustainable and bharat to be the jagadguru of the world in sustainability thank you once again i think uh, there were so many interesting things about that answer but i think what really made it fascinating was the numbers that you interweave into you know how you how you make your case um so thank you for that and just to move on to another aspect i wanted to ask um are green building materials available to everyone you know the the perceived drawbacks of Uh, green building projects are the costs associated with it. So, um, how expensive is it to develop a green building project? Well, your perception of cost is hundred percent incorrect. Let me start with that, and I'll come to the cost later. First, let's talk of your first part of the question, that is the materials. So, IGBC started certifying materials for their greenness. now when we say certifying materials for their greenness what do i mean either they are energy efficient they are water efficient they use less energy less water or there is a cradle to cradle approach a recyclability potential a recyclable content or low on energy water carbon emissions low on carbon uh, what we call embodied carbon embedded energy or virtual water for example i will give you one example small example which will relate to you uh, jayant how many cell phones do you have one or two just one huh? just one i have to right. right now you know how much water it takes to make these two cell phones 
5000 liters this one cell phone takes 2500 liters to make or 2500 of these plastic bottles 2500 so every product that we consume eat use a t-shirt takes 900 liters to make requires energy water and some amount of carbon so embodied carbon embedded energy or virtual water you must have heard that sugar cane takes too much or coconut trees take too much water to to grow so same way every product has got a certain uh, aspect or a content of mother earth and we need to see how we can use materials in abundance rather than in depletion for example we started india's first type 1 eco label green pro eco label which is accredited by, accredited by the global eco labeling network through genesis that gens internationally coordinated eco labeling system so igbc has this distinction of certifying over 8000 products for their greenness different families of products for example today you go to an airport you put your hand down under the soap dispenser there's a soap dispenser on your tap in some airports only so much amount of soap comes as much as you need otherwise people have a habit of using double triple the amount of soap likewise you put your hand under the tap the sensor gets operated and activated and the water starts coming the moment your hand moves away a little bit from that sensor the water stops now can you imagine the same thing in your home you switch on your tap and you start seeing your whatsapp or start talking on your phone and your tap is flowing or you're brushing your teeth or you're soaping and your tap is flowing you have to make sure that whatever materials we have must be used carefully must be consumed carefully we must not overuse materials which are in short short supply already and that's why you see there are some products now today certified by igbc which are already mandated and are used in buildings for example fly ash cement or there are so many products low flow fixtures and sanitary ware which are now mandated to be used in green buildings and for which you get points you can become a platinum gold silver or a certified building based on the products you use based on how much energy efficiency water efficiency or waste that you produce so there are basically lot of certified products now currently more than 8000 products which are certified under the green pro label of the cii and uh, incredible to tell you right now we are 11600 projects in india which are certified green by igbc we have mou partners with uh, naredco credai is 14000 developers naredco is 10000 developers the indian institute of architects 20000 architects the council of architecture 144000 architects so we are working with all the associations to make sure that whatever is built is pre-certified to bring down the energy bill the water bill so that all the buildings are green certified environment friendly and also healthy living spaces for the occupants now coming to the cost if you build a green home that building cost 2 to 3% less than a building which is without igbc green certification so if i say these two buildings are same similar everything in these two buildings is similar this guy certified by igbc for a residential home it will be 2 to 3% cheaper and 
that I'm talking of CapEx, but the OPEX or the operating expenditure comes down by 30, 40, 50, 70 percent. Does it make business sense to go green? 100 percent. So it's not only that it makes environmental sustainable sense to go green, it makes business sense to go green. So all you, we must, whenever we buy a home, whenever we rent a home, which school we go to, if we have to go to a hospital or which hotel we stay in, we must insist that it is certified by IGBC as a green home, a green office, a green hospital, healthcare, a green hotel. Only then we must go to that device. Otherwise, we should shun the buildings which are not certified. Green. Thank you. Uh, that was very well articulated and explained uh, once again. Um, and I know we we've touched on a lot of these uh, lot of aspects. So what I'm going to ask you next, uh, but perhaps if you'd like to add to it, um, how does IGBC contribute to? India's vision of becoming a net zero carbon emitter by 27. Well, the Honorable Prime Minister of India, Shri Narendra Modi ji, has committed at the COP26 that India will be a net zero carbon emitter by 2070. Now, I want to ask you, Mr. Jayant, what is your age? How old are you? I'm 37. 30? 7. 37 plus 47 or 46? You may live till 83, you may not live till 83. Yes. So, 2070, for me at least, I will not be there in 2070. 46, 47 years from now, because we just started 2024. We have to do something today, we have to start now. We have to see how the construction industry can achieve carbon neutrality or carbon circularity. When I mean neutrality, I don't mean you will not produce carbon. But can we, number one, produce less carbon first at source by the materials we use, by the operational carbon that we consume, or we produce, I'm sorry. And then look at how we can also make sure that we reduce the carbon in the atmosphere. Having said that, the IGBC's role is to ensure that all buildings are net zero energy net zero water, net zero waste to landfill, and net zero carbon. You cannot achieve carbon neutrality, sir, unless you achieve energy neutrality, water neutrality, and waste neutrality, or worse, waste circularity, I would say. So it's very, very important that to be net zero carbon, and that's why we first launched the net zero energy rating few years back. Then we went on to launch the net zero water and the net zero waste rating. And only in October this year in Chennai, we launched the net zero carbon building. Because studying carbon content in a product is a very complex thing. And to ensure that we only use products which are less in carbon. Secondly, please understand that the biggest polluters, let's say the vehicle transport industry, right? You see this sometimes, you see the smoke spewing out of a bus sometimes. These are assets which are bought for five to seven years. And after five to seven years, you change these assets. I'm talking of a car or a bus and aeroplanes also are now looking at how to reduce their carbon emissions, how to have better fuels. Even there is a lot of uh, uh, progress now in the fuels and the emissions. You have higher stage one, two, three, four, five, and we keep on improving on the fuel efficiency and the carbon uh, emissions. But Buildings are an asset class which are built for 50 to 70 years. So if we do not add, put in green attributes in the first stage when it's constructed, in fact, when it's planned to be constructed, 
we will not be able to reduce the carbon emissions or achieve carbon neutrality by 2070 as per our honorable prime minister's wish and commitment at the cop 26 we have to imbibe energy efficiency water efficiency waste recyclability thereby to achieve carbon neutrality secondly igbc is facilitating knowledge sharing and capacity building programs we empower industry professionals architects builders developers with the knowledge and skills needed to move towards net zero concepts in their projects because net zero is a movement which will not happen overnight but when i can display to the building community that yes you can have a building stand alone which does not require water from the municipal corporation does not require energy from the municipal corporation does not give any waste into the municipal corporation pipelines or the garbage trucks can you imagine what we will do for our country so this is something which we now would like to move we have 100 projects already in the certific different certification stages which are being certified for net zero so it's not one or two or five projects there are 100 projects to showcase now in the next 6 months to a year they will all be certified where we will show that these are environmentally responsible construction and we can construct we can live the way we are living we can enjoy our living i am not telling you don't you switch off your air conditioner when you need your air conditioner or don't use the fan i am not telling you to or eat less from tomorrow morning but the fact is we can live sustainably sustainably and we can live in an environment without compromising on the comfort of the user without compromising on on our needs but we can live in a more sustainable future and environment please understand climate change is already at your doorstep and if you jan you me and all of us don't do something not to our family but for our neighbors for our societies or wherever we go i am so happy sometimes in a airplane you know if i meet a interior decorator and architect and i have to ask to convert that person to green it and it gives me so much you know that, that i have made my day so if i can convert somebody to green and i'm sure you are also going to get converted from the this interview itself because we have to make sure that we can contribute to india's vision of achieving net zero carbon by 2070 and accelerate the nation's progress towards a more carbon neutral and environmentally resilient future yes sir thank you thank you and i mean as you said i'm i was already happy that but after this interview you know thank you sir. so uh, so thank you so much for that um uh, and i am and i wanted to ask you i mean another important question um you know what support as the indian industry really need to fast track its net zero goals i mean clearly one thing is passionate individuals like yourself like yourself advocating but what else i think the first most important thing is work by collaboration we are part of cii but our aim and objective is very clear to green mother india or to green bharat so of course we have to pay salaries for our employees there are certain costs we do third party assessors assessments of projects we don't assess projects ourselves so when you give us a project you don't even know who is assessing the project so first very important thing is collaborative effort with government industry environmental organizations developer organizations credai and naretco the design organizations like the indian institute of architects the council of architecture institute of indian interior designers the associations of air conditioning fire water indian plumbing association fire security association of india indian society for heating and refrigerating engineers we need to 
take everybody with us on this journey because whether it's an air conditioner or a tap or even the fire services or or a building made by a developer building can be any typology of building it can be a bus shelter it can be a metro station all the metro stations in india by the way are only certified by igbc all 100% so you see this collaborative effort has to come not only from ci igbc but from government government has to mandate green building government has to incentivize green building so that the developer community only constructs certified green buildings the second most important thing sir is to invest in r&d research and development which is very crucial the indian industry needs support for innovative technologies and sustainable solutions and to bring them to the common developer or the common man okay financial incentives and grants for companies investing in eco friendly practices can go a very very long way in accelerating the adoption of green movement and green technologies thirdly what's important is education and awareness we have an mou with the all india council of technical education where there are 9000 institutes and we have written a course for them so that we imbibe green attributes in children even before they leave school okay you already teach environmental science in buildings in 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 schools now when i went to school there was no subject called environmental science but now it's a mandated subject because if your environment is not happy you see please understand when you look at the facets of wellness you know bhutan is the most happiest country in the world they say there are eight facets to wellness there is occupational wellness financial wellness physical wellness mental wellness emotional wellness but you know the eighth facet what is most important is environmental wellness because if your environmental wellness is not proper your all other portions of wellness will get affected i cannot have a forest fire take away my home where i'm living since the last 30 40 50 years my family is living it's my home it's not a house it's my home okay where i reside i cannot have a tsunami coming in and destroying all the buildings on the coast okay because most of the people do not even insure their homes so my you see climate change tornadoes i never learned the name tsunami in school i did, i did not know what a tsunami was and today you know you have names to tsunami tsunami cyclone tornadoes everything is given a name katrina i mean shocking that you are even naming climate catastrophic events you know so these are all at your doorstep and therefore education and awareness among the general public the housewife and you must demand that wherever you stay wherever you go to whichever mall you go to must be environment friendly whichever theater you go to must be certified green and so this transition to make it more manageable we have been able to now bring down the cost with the materials which are certified as green okay because if you look at our own headquarters today the ci sorab ji godrej sorab ji uh, green business center in gachiboli in hyderabad it is energy positive it produces more energy than it can consume it is not that my fellow uh, employees or, or uh, all the people working there are sitting in the garden and and working and there's no air conditioning and there's no lighting everything is provided to them but still we produce more energy than we can consume now if we can do this in our own headquarters why can't you why can't everybody else so this information must disseminate into the public a child 
you know i'll tell you a small example and i'll admit it to you i opened my window of my car to throw a piece of paper out few years back and my daughter said papa you are the chairman of igbc you can't do this if you do this everybody else will do this and i was really taken aback you know that my daughter stopping me so what i'm trying to convey to you is that we have to effectively make sure that everybody in this country we are already 1.43 billion with the largest populous country in the world and we are still growing everybody including your domestics i have a domestic lady who comes to wash the the bartan wali bai and she removes the nozzle with with the aerators and then she washes i i saw that nozzle once removed i said what are you trying to do the time time jada lagta hai uske sath pani kam aata hai usse pani kam aata chalega boss lekin pani nahi hai you have 17.65% of the world's population only 4% of its fresh water and 75% water goes for agriculture so a shortage of water is a shortage of food it's directly related to your health so please we have to do something together where we start sensitize people engage young adults engage the millennials to make sure that whatever they do must be sustainable if you want to have a shower and sing under the shower like mohammad rafi and lata mangeshkar go ahead and sing as long as i put an aerator in your shower and my consumption becomes 50% go ahead and sing or come out on your bed and sing if you have the guts don't sing under your shower don't use your wc your flush as an ashtray or put your hair there and keep on flushing what nonsense is this boss we are educated people and we have to make sure again i repeat to make bharat the jagat guru of sustainability yes sir thank you thank you once again um, and you know just just as we as we are kind of winding up the discussion for today um i wanted to briefly touch on um, and ask you about the role of igbc's flagship conference which is the green building congress um who should attend and why sir we started let me give you a little history on this we started the congress in 2001 hmm. when we had less than 200 people i attended the first conference also of igbc and now i'm attending a conference in 2023 where we had 16000 attendees 16000 for a conference and an exhibition so the conference is a dynamic platform to that reflects the growth of sustainable practices and it serves as a catalyst a change to understand the significance of sustainability and sustainable practices the congress as when it started in 2001 did not have a exhibition at that time but now we have asia's largest expo of green products and materials and there are more than 1000 products which are green sustainable are displayed in the exhibition live demonstrations take place of cutting edge sustainable solutions of how we can monitor carbon how we can reduce water how we can reduce energy renewable energy for example where now i am seeing that there is also a lot of public interest i see even housewives coming there which was not there earlier because we only had business visitors earlier but over the last few years as the green building movement and sustainable practices and it comes in the newspaper all the time you know about something sustainable something green so the congress has acted as a catalyst and a launch pad for many of our programs for example we started the net zero movement it was a launch pad where we could display the advantages of being net zero or neutral net zero again i i repeat is is achieving neutrality or circularity so we are able to now display and motivate 
the construction industry and the architectural industry, the designer to come to these congresses and take away the ideas that we disseminate, the new ideas, the new ratings. We currently have 32 ratings. So whether it's a metro station or a railway station, I'll give you an example. Hospital bed requires 380 liters per bed, but a hotel room requires only 280 liters. And in my residence, the municipal corporation in Mumbai only gives me 135 liters per head per capita per day, right? So where is 135, 280 and 380? The needs are completely different. Same way a railway station is not air conditioned, but there are public toilets. There is, there is water, there is hygiene, there is cleanliness levels. When it's an open railway station, then you have mosquitoes, you have insects, you have all kinds of things. But you go to a metro station, it, it's air conditioned, but there are no public toilets. Okay, so the maximum energy demand in a metro station is, is from the air conditioning, from the lifts, from the escalators or the walkerators. So there are completely different requirements from project to project. You cannot generalize a metro station and a railway station or a healthcare hospital or, or, or a hospitality hotel. Completely different demands on all aspects and therefore you need specific ratings to target specific projects. A green interiors looks at paints, low volatile organic compound, low, low emissions from paints, from uh, finishes, from cleaning chemicals, flow cleaning chemicals, from air conditioning. Now, I'll give you a small example and you will it will resonate with you. A 1.5 ton window air conditioner earlier, you required four people to lift it and that also they would wobble. Today, two people remove the air conditioner and take it away comfortably. That means there is so much value engineering. The same piece of machinery at half the weight is producing the same cooling, giving you the same cooling and giving you the same comfort level and at a lower energy of 35 to 50%. So it makes sense to go green and therefore, it's not only about green buildings, it's also about green products. And that's why these 8,000 products, because you cannot make a green building cheaper than a normal building unless you have green products. So I think ITBC has witnessed a lot of change, a lot of uh, moving from the older generation. Now we want to move to the next gen, to the millennials, where the demand for green buildings improves drastically and demand for green products improve drastically you cannot giant expect to change your phone every year try and use it for its life cycle so things are changing so drastically we need to make sure that whatever we do we live responsibly we imbibe green attributes and whatever we use must be certified green whatever wherever we stay we visit whether i'm telling you even a hospital Try and go around your area and see which hospitals are certified green and go to them and tell them you're not certified, I'm not going to come to your hospital when I get a heart attack. Of course, you have to go to the nearest hospital, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is unless the demand comes from the next gen, that is when the developer community will also say that there is now a need from the consumer, we have to get certified green. Government must incentivize green building, government must work with us. We are part of government boss, we are part of the community. We are part of India and our aim is to make sure that we make Bharat sustainable and livable. So let's live responsibly. Currently, let me also tell you, IGBC has become a very big organization. We have more than 7,000 accredited professionals certified by us, what we call IGBC AP. We have more than 2,000 organization members. Now each organization, maybe 1,000 people or 20,000 people. So it's a very large community now 
We have 29 regional chapters to serve community from Guwahati, Ahmedabad to, to the south, Bangalore, Chennai, Cochin, you name it, uh, Chandigarh. So we are across the length and breadth of the country and to make sure that we serve community to live responsibly. So let's do that together from today, Jayan. Let's make sure that whoever hears us must get converted to live responsibly. May I end with a small quote? Thank you so much. I sincerely hope they will. And uh, thank you so much, sir, for uh, joining us on the podcast today, for sharing your views so forthrightly and frankly, and uh, for the inspiring message also. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CII Podcasts. 